Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Yeah, it's how we do it, y'all. LGB, my straight out of Ghana, stop Dutch. What up to your One Up Gaming? One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheat code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considerably though. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing out. Put me on the map. One up gaming's who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show up Hi, David here, One Up Gaming, episode 373. I was going to say me, Dave. I keep saying me, Dave, all the, all the time, don't I? Anyway, this week is going to be a quick one. Just going to get things recorded, get things done. But this week we are sponsored, as always, by Games Inspired Music. Album available now. Buy it, stream it. 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play Charity. You can also get our first 100 podcasts available from um, audiobooksontape.com and one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. We also have Joe Dowling's book, The Outrunners, so please buy that or read that. Email the guy, let him know that you read the book and how amazing it is. So that'll do for this thing. I have been watching, I'll just quickly say, I've been watching a couple of the Generation V, I think it was, the spin-off from The Boys, really enjoying it. Uh, I watched a couple of episodes of Frasier, really enjoyed that. And there was a couple of other things I've watched a few episodes of, but I can't remember now. I should really write these things down before I come to record. But anyway, we'll get straight into the games we've been playing this week, so after this quick break, we'll be back. This week, you can have a chance to win... The Evercade Interplay Collection 2. All you need to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave a comment on any video that says Evercade for a chance to win this. With this game, you get a load of, like, I guess the Mega Drive sort of games. So you get Claymates, Earthworm Jim 2, Clay Fighter 2, Prehistoric Man, Rad Gravity, and the Brainies. Or the Braining? Is it Braining? I can't read it. But, Evercade, as a comment, for a chance to win this cartridge. We also have, drop that down there, 
a t-shirt to give away I think it's a large and this t-shirt is from the old OUG team and I'm just gonna give it away subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave the comment t-shirt on any video for a chance to win this t-shirt that my friends is the giveaway so on with the show Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in tonight. No, 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 no. I'm sweating yeah. all big. I'm sweating all big. I'm sweating Still David, still One Up Gaming, still episode 373 of the One Up Gaming Podcast. So this week we have been playing, as always, EA Sports FC 24. I still just want to call it FIFA. But we have to just call it. It just doesn't sound right, does it? FC twenty four. I guess FC twenty four sounds not too bad. It just it's wrong. It's wrong in the ear canals. I don't play it online. I don't play the foot mode. So it's not a FIFA Ultimate Team anymore. It's like I don't even know what it's called anymore. It's just like FC. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. And it's still the foot mode, the card sort of weird thing. Um. I just created myself and I've been playing the game as myself. I set myself as like a, a wing back and I've been playing as a, a right back in the game, which is pretty cool. I've enjoyed my time playing it. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I like the fact that you start off with low stats and then you can, as you're doing well in the game, it gives you more stats to add to yourself. So I don't know what I started as, but I've only played like four or five games. And now I'm like level 70, which is nowhere near good enough. But it's still quite fun to actually, you know, get these stats and upgrade yourself and more of the RPG style system, which I, I love. I love that sort of thing. It just makes the game feel and flow a little bit better. So, um, FC24, if you like FIFA, you'll love this. It is just FIFA 24, basically. They've just taken the FIFA branding off. But it's still an, an amazing little game. I, I've really enjoyed it. Next game that I played and I've really loved is Forza Motorsport. And again, I'm just playing through the career mode. And I'm into the... I've done the first category of races. And now I'm into the second category of races. I've added a couple of... I've taken a, a couple of the... Driving aids sort of off. So it gives you a little bit more feel. A little bit more around the corners and stuff. And it just it just plays really well. I, I love the. I don't think it's mind-blowingly gorgeous to look at. It's just really, really, really good. And 60 frames per second locked, and it's just fast, smooth, and it just flows so well. I, I really enjoyed this game. I would easily say it's one of my favourite games of the year. So next up, an older game, and this is Tomb Raider Legend. Now this was one of the first games that Crystal Dynamics did when they got the Tomb Raider license and I believe, I, mean, I might be wrong, but I believe this one's more of a remake of like the original sort of games. So it's still more of the old style um, tank sort of controls and the way it moves but it's just polished and positioned so much better than some of the old games and it just looks nice and plays well. Um, yeah, I think that this is the grounding blocks of where the Tomb Raider franchise went and I'm interested to see where the new Tomb Raider goes uh, when it gets announced like, probably next year. 
So the next game we played is a game that I got sent to review, and that was Match Point Tennis Championships. And it's one of those games that when you see the trailers and think, oh, that looks quite nice. I miss a good tennis game and all that stuff that goes through your head. I used to love topspin tennis when I was like a, a lot younger, like 25 years ago. Was it 25? Yeah, I'm 40 now. So 20 had been 20. Yeah, so I'd have been about, I guess I was like 21, 22. So it, and I'm, I'm 42 now. So yeah, so let's just say 20 years. And it was like 20 years ago, I loved it to bits. And I just saw this, like, oh, do you know what? It looks really similar, I'll give it a go. Got sent the code, and the basics are there, but it is just such a low budget, low budget sort of game. The engine's ropey, and it's just anemic. It just doesn't look good, and I feel so sorry for, because they've got the cover star of the game. I'm going to get his name wrong. I'm apologising. He is the, I think he's Australian. Is the one that keeps shouting and screaming at people. Is the one that has uh, anxiety issues and problems. Um, Nick Carius, is it Nick Carius? Something like that. And but it is being lumbered with this game as his face on the front, and the the game is just rubbish. I, I just think it's an absolute travesty of a game. I really do think it's bad. But what can you do? Um, Hopefully they'll get the match engine up and running and keep the game as a match engine, the game engine, tweak it um, and just make it look good. Because I don't want it to get into the point of like there's those rugby games that aren't the EA Sports ones that are just like the Big Ben Interactive or something stupid. And it just looks as though it's a PlayStation 2 game running in high resolution and it's just bad. And I just don't want this match point tennis game to go into that sort of like point but yeah I can't recommend it I, I wouldn't recommend it not that how it looks and how it plays the next game is disintegration I can't read it when I'm looking at it um, disintegration it's a first-person shooter but instead of being a first-person shooter on foot it's a first-person shooter and you're on a like a hover motorbike sort of thing so as you're on the bike you can go up and down and you know like a normal first person shooter sort of thing but you can like hover up and down in vertical takeoff and stuff and fly I quite enjoyed it you took missile uh, took like um, grenades you can shoot people and I thought it was different it took a little bit of time to get used to the, the sort of like the handling the mechanics of the game but it was really well done and I thought it was a nice little game I'd never heard of it, I've no idea when it came out and when it, if it's not even out fully, but I played it on the Xbox and it is a nice little game, so hopefully it is out and it's doing well, because I think it's a nice little game, so that's Disintegration. The next game we played was Asterix and Oblex XXL3, and we played the demo, and when I played this, I just assumed it would be like a 3D platform game. But when I've gone into this and playing it, it's more like the the like the Star Wars Lego games, those sort of things, where it's more of a flat. It's like a three D world, but quite crude graphics, and you're going into and out of the screen, uh, more puzzle oriented, collecting loads of little things, um, 
simple um, beat him up mechanics, that sort of thing. Uh, I wasn't impressed, considering back 10 years ago when they were doing the DS games or the, the Game Boy Advance games and the PlayStation games, where they were looking amazing for the technology. They seem to have just plateaued and they're just making uh, simple, run-of-the-mill, basic games now and slapping the license on, which is a shame because I think Asterix and Oblex is one of those franchises that I've heard, but they were I don't think they were massive in the UK. I think they were more on the like the Scandinavian sort of world and France and that kind of uh, area. Same as Tintin, that wasn't massive in the UK, but I've heard of the franchise. And the last game that we played this week is Angry Video Game Nerd 1 and 2 Deluxe. Now this, I don't know if the game was being made before his license or if he went to license out his name onto the game and then they made the game around it. But it's a very, very tight, well-made 2D pixel platformer and it's got shoot 'em up mechanics. So imagine like the speed and the control of Mario, uh, like Super Mario, and the actual shooting of like a Contra, those sort of games. So meld them together, and it's a rock hard, bloody good little game, and I really recommend this. It's a nice game. You get the first game and the second game for about 10, 15 pounds, can't remember how much exactly. But it's got a bit of humour, it's got a bit of stupidity to it, which I love, and it's got the angry video game nerd with some of his friends and colleagues and stuff that are built into the game and I really enjoyed it, I thought it was a good little game so I would recommend that. I would say out of all the new games we've played, that is probably the, the best of the this week. Um, so yeah, angry video game nerd, 1 and 2 deluxe, I would recommend that, good little game. So that's all we've been playing this week, but as always, please follow, like, subscribe, bell, um, share all those buttons on the YouTubes. Um, every Monday we do the UK Top 40, every Tuesday we do Boostroid, every Wednesday we have a Witch's Best, every Thursday we have a Retro Thursday, every Friday we have a podcast, the Saturday we have the games played this week, and every Sunday we have the roundup of the news for that week. So it's been me, David, One Up Gaming, episode 373. Thank you all, and we'll be back after this quick break to see the news. So, back soon. Hi, I'm Matt Cap, the lead artist on uh, Binding Vibes of Rebirth and the creator of Castle in Darkness, and I listen to the One Up podcast. Back again, still David, still One Up Gaming, still episode 373 of the One Up Gaming podcast. So thank you all for watching. Um, this is the part of the show where we're going into this week's news. So if you haven't already seen it, please go check out the podcast where we go through the games we've been playing, the news, the UK Top 40s, and any giveaways, any competitions, they'll all be on there. So please check that out. Um, we'll go straight into this week's news. Um, it's going to be a quick one this week, so we'll go straight into it. And that the first bit, Lords of the Fallen, the most important and ambitious game in published CI games history. Um, Lords of the Fallen has sold 1 million copies in 10 days, publishes CI games has announced. Hexworks 
Souls-like launched on October the 13th on PC, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S, with a myriad of performance issues, a number of patches later, and Lords of the Fallen is in a better place. Indeed, the most recent patch makes a big improvement to the game, with a further patch due on October the 26th that reactivates cross-play between PC and consoles. Lords of the Fallen is the most important and ambitious game we've developed in our 20-year history, and the first in our new planned AAA pipeline of games in the years ahead. Um, CEO of CI Games, Marek Timinski, that'll do. To see this fresh and innovative take on the action RPG achieve 1 million sales in just 10 days has been humbling for everybody at Hexworks and CI Games. Thank you all. Um, thank you to all the lamp bearers out there who have embarked on their journeys across, uh, oh God, Morinstead, fiercely traver, 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 traversing, God, the lands and living of the dead. Uh, incredibly grateful to the passionate lords of the community, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we reviewed the game. It's up on our website now. Uh, we said that the game was good. It had a couple of issues, a couple of uh, things. So maybe that's been ironed out now. Um, when is it now? 24th when we're recording this. So hopefully by the time this video goes out, that new update will be out. So if you do have the game... Uh, let us know in the comments. Has has have they fixed the issues that were with the game, or is it still a little bit buggy and going through the paces? Uh, but as I said, leave comments. Let us know. Uh, we're going to the next bit of news, and that is Marvel's Spider-Man Two fastest-selling PlayStation Studios game. Uh, Spider-Man Two has enjoyed huge sales success, becoming the fastest-selling PlayStation Studios game. Over a single day period. Insomniac's PlayStation 5 exclusive sold through more than 2.5 million copies in 24 hours, Sony revealed. That figure includes pre order sales of individual units and units bundled with PS5. The sales milestone means Spider Man 2 has overtaken Santa Monica's God of War Ragnarok at the top of the PlayStation Day 1 launch sales chart. Insomniac Games holds itself to incredible high standards when it comes to delivering engaging and innovative gameplay experiences. Marvel Spider-Man 2 is Insomniac's game's third instalment in the franchise for PlayStation, built from the ground up to take advantage of the unique features of the PlayStation 5. Why does everyone say built from the ground up now? The goal was to massively build off the action, storylines and features from the first two games. While an epic storyline, two playable superheroes, a visually stunning Marvels, New York, and so much more. Yeah, so it's done well. It's done really well. Um, I have a PlayStation 5, but it is just sat underneath the TV. I don't think I've turned it on in about six months. Um, that's how much I don't play the PlayStation anymore. Um, I've always been an Xbox fan. Ever since I got the original Xbox back in 2001, I think it was, and loved that. Went into the Xbox 360, loved that, and then I did get a series, no I didn't, I got the Xbox One, day one edition, 
And about three to six months later, I managed to get all of the PlayStation 4, and then I switched over to the PlayStation for the PlayStation 4 generation, because that just seemed to be playing better and running better than the Xbox One. And then as soon as the newer generation of consoles came out, it was a fact that I couldn't get a PlayStation 5, so I got the Xbox Series X. No, I got a Series S to start with, and then I got a Series X and gave the Series S to family members in Sheffield. Um, <clears throat> and then I got a PlayStation 5 eventually from somewhere, and I was using it. I, I got the two-year PlayStation Plus membership thing, and now that that's ended, I've just turned it off, and I've not really touched it since. So let us know what you think of the Spider-Man 2. So while we're talking about Spider-Man 2, we'll move into the next bit of news, and that is, here's why Spider-Man 2's fall damage makes sense according to science and law. Insomniac Spider-Man 2 is finally here, bringing with it a slew of new gameplay features, including the ability to wingsuit across New York skyline, and if you so choose the opportunity to fall take fall damage upon botching a poorly thought out web swing. The Spider-Man community has been at odds with itself for years now over the question of whether the addition of fall damage would enhance the gameplay experience and whether it would even make sense given the his superhuman abilities. Um, not having this in the previous entries was always a strange little detail that was missing. Uh, I expect fall damage in an open world game because it means you have to pay attention to traversal. The immunity of plummeting from a skyscraper unscathed was the most video gamey thing ever. Uh, others took a less favourable view of the uh, new edition, with some once again returning to the question of whether fall damage should even be a consideration for heroes who are part man and part spider. Why is fall damage even considered? Blah 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 blah. Uh, do you know what? Spider, Miles' spider is pretty small, which means it has low mass and therefore weight, and a relatively high surface area, which is important as the relationship between these two factors is vital when it comes to determining the fall rate of an object in, non in a non-vacuum environment where air resistance is a factor. In other words, a small spider would accelerate towards the ground at a rate much slower than a human body, which boasts a higher mass and a uh, proportionally lower surface area. The end result is that even if a spider collides with the ground having accelerated its maximum fall, rate of fall, known as terminal velocity, there's a good chance it, would, it still wouldn't be moving fast enough to impact that with enough force to seriously hurt itself. As a veterinarian with spiders as patients, I can tell you that small spiders and many of the small animals can sometimes fall from reasonable heights without significant trauma, traumatic injuries or damaging internal external structures, tending not to take significant fall damage, explained, uh, I just said Daniel, chief veterinarian. This can be many factors. Uh, oh, do you know what? Nah, done. Done. Spider-Man, good game. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it's just rubbish. It's just rubbish. But if you are interested in the anatomy of the spider, email us, let us know. Tell us why you think Spider-Man is a cool little dude and all that gobbins. So email us, contact at oneofgaming.co.uk or just leave comments on the thing. So we're moving to the next bit of news and that is 
The bad King Kong game is part of a vicious cycle of licensed titles, Dev says. When Skull Island Rise of Kong was released early this week, we reported that on the... Oh, God. Uh, this gameplay, PS2S graphics, the left-fielded bugs, which many are calling the worst... Uh, many are calling it the worst game of 2023. The reason it received that dubious title, however, is apparently... Uh, because the developers only had a year to work on King Kong's latest video game outing. Per a new report from The Verge, developers at Iguana B, an indie studio based in San Diego, Chile, or Santiago, Chile, said they were contracted by Game Mill to create Skull Island from scratch within a strict one-year turnaround, with development starting last June expected to be wrapped on June 2nd, 2023. One developer said the crunch to meet the deadline was really set in motion in February. Those who spoke to The Verge under the condition of it and, and yeah, uh, pointed to a vicious cycle of license game publishers by a company. Basically, although Iguana B wants to work on original projects like their well-received original game, What Lies in the Multiverse, they're beholden to companies like Game Mill for funding who want licensed titles. And then their portfolio is filled with licensed games, inadvertently making them a go-to for them. It's a love-hate relationship because they are the ones who accept or give the projects and Iguana B doesn't have the means to develop almost anything of its own because, well, money. So, yeah. I don't know. It's funny. It's silly. It's <laughs> a bad game. Um, but... I don't know, I guess we'll have to see how things shape up. Game of the Year is coming soon. Is it a shoo-in for worst game of the year? We'll find out. It's not long to wait now. So we will go into the next bit of news. And that one <coughs> is Robocop Rogue City Nintendo Switch version cancelled. The publisher of the promising Robocop Rogue City has quietly cancelled the Nintendo Switch version of the game. A Switch version was announced in July 2022 alongside the PC, Xbox Series S and X, and PlayStation 5. You can see the Switch logo on the trailer revealed last summer, but a note on the Robocop Rogue City reveals that Switch is no longer in the works. At this moment, we don't have any plans for the Nintendo Switch release. It's perhaps an expected move from publisher Nacon, given the ambition of Taeyeon's Stompy Shooter. IGN went hands-on with Robocop Rogue City at Gamescom and found slow first-person shooting, decision-making and a spot of detective work is all part of this unique feeling game. Um, Robocop Rogue City launches on PC, PS5, Xbox Series S and X on November the 2nd. And I am one of these people that actually quite excited for this game. From what I have seen of it, it actually looks quite good. You know, I, I'm actually really interested in the fact that you're very slow, built like a tank, running around, well, walking around, shooting all these bad guys. You have to pop them in the head till they go pop. And if you miss and shoot the scenery, um, loads of scenery breaks and explodes and shatters. And it's just a really, it seems to be a really well put together game. We'll find out. Next up. EA Iron Man game being developed in Unreal Engine 5. EA Motive has confirmed it's developing its upcoming Iron Man game in Unreal Engine 5 in a long-awaited update from the studio. 
Revealed in a blog post, EA Motive said Unreal Engine 5 will empower the dev team to work their magic and create something really special. It joins several other games like Black Myth Wukong, Tekken 8 and The Witcher remake in using the engine, with Lords of the Fallen being one of the first major games that uses it to release. EA Motive confirmed it is now focusing on Iron Man after switching from the incredibly well-received Dead Space remake early this year, though the game is likely still years away and it's still very early in development. We're still early in pre-production and taking our time to make sure we set the best possible foundation for development, but already we're finding so many opportunities to explore story, design and gameplay with Iron Man, and it's exciting to see the fantasy start coming to life. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good little game. Well, I hope it's going to be a good little game. Uh, I really did enjoy their Dead Space remake. Uh, I love the Dead Space universe. So hopefully they can carry a lot of things forward in this game and keep it going because it will be an amazing little game. Um, so we'll go straight into the next bit of news. Comment, share, like. How to watch the Xbox Partner Preview Event 2023. Microsoft has announced the Xbox Partner Preview Event live stream that will happen on Wednesday, October 25th. The event will show new looks and reveals of upcoming games heading to Xbox Game Pass and Windows from third parties. Uh, partners. IGN will be carrying the preview live stream and watch. Blah, blah, blah. The Xbox Partner Preview will take place Wednesday, October 25th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and 6 p.m. British Standard Time. So for us in the UK, 6 p.m. on Wednesday night. So it'd have already been on by the time you're watching this. So timing is great. Uh, and it's expected to last for 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, then it just goes through a load of rubbish that we don't really know about. Uh, yeah, uh, now... Nothing, uh, we'll just skip that then. So, yeah, what did you guys think of the, the show? Send us messages, um, let us send us tweets. Um, let me know if it's something that I should maybe re-watch or watch again, because I might not have watched it, because I'm an idiot. So we'll go straight into the next bit of news, and that is uh, Konami, Konami, Konami confirmed Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. Issues to be addressed post-launch. Uh, launches this week with a number of issues. Uh, Konami said post-launch updates are planned to address them. Konami provided IGN with a list of these issues, which we are breaking down by their relevance to the games within the collection. Let's start with the bonus content for the Snakes, Revenge, Nesport. In the bonus content videos, the timing of some subtitles don't match up with the audio. Konami said it's planning to patch that will uh, patch that will correct the timing. A post-launch patch is planned to add a number of visual options in the games, including a CRT scanline filter and the ability to change the pixel aspect ratio. Uh, moving on to MX MSX2 versions for of Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2. The MSX2, that makes more sense. Uh, future patch will add the ability to switch between windowed and full screen mode from the menu. Across Metal Gear Solid 1, 2 and 3, bug, bug fixes are also planned specifically on Metal Gear Solid 2. Konami uh, warned the game, bleh, 
The game may significantly slow down in certain cutscenes, which sounds worrying. A patch to reduce processing load is planned. There's also a slight delay to the timing of certain visual effects with a patch to correct it to match the original game due out at some point. And finally, switching between windowed and full screen mode from the options menu on the title screen is planned for a future. The, uh, yeah, it just sounds, it just sounds like they've messed this up big time. It doesn't seem like they're ready to launch the game really. It sounds like it's a mess. Um, I guess all we can do is get the game, see how it is. But I still think we shouldn't give developers a free pass if the game's bad. Don't buy it. Let them know how bad it is. Um, but we'll go into the next bit of news. PS5 Slim, US release date and Spider-Man 2 bundle leaked online. A reliable leaker behind early PlayStation Plus lineups revealed uh, has reported a PlayStation 5 Slim release in the U- for the US as well as what appears to be its first bundle. Uh, on French web blah, 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 blah. November 8th price $559.99 that's the same price as the current standard edition PS5 with Spider-Man 2 of course it is because it's sitting with the same price it's just the discless version is going up also mentioned the date of November the, November the 10th for the standard and digital versions of the PS5 Slim in the US so perhaps there will be a staggered release throughout the week with the bundle going live ahead of the new console standalone launch. Yes, yeah, because they want to get that extra $50, $60 guaranteed. The smaller PS5 design comes with a 1TB storage for the PlayStation 5 and the PS5 Digital Edition up from 825GB in the original versions of the console. And the new model provides the option to add the an Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive to the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition. Yeah... I don't know, it, it doesn't make me look interested at all in it. Um, are you guys loving the PlayStation 5? Or do you think that there were some issues that... I mean, I just don't like the look of the thing. It just, it's an ugly, ghastly little thing. Uh, I say a little, it's massive. Uh, anyway, next up. EA Sports FC24 bug completely breaks the game. So it looks like there's been an update. Uh, in an attempt to address the glitch, EA has temporarily removed the Trickster Plus playstyle from Ultimate Team Players items. They'll look to add it back in once this issue has been addressed in a future title update. They said on Twitter, well, X. Uh, EA's FIFA series has over the years suffered from the odd bug. Most of the most of the time, these bugs are hilarious glitches that result from nightmarish physics collisions between players. But the latest currently spreading throughout FC24 is perhaps the worst yet. The bug sees a player perform a skill move to fully attach the ball to the back of their leg, leaving them free to run straight into the goal. There is nothing the opponent can do to prevent this. Oh, God. Uh, it's hard to trace the origin of the bug, but it's prevalent enough to be affecting competitive multiplayer. Players on Ultimate Team's rival divi- Division Rivals mode results in which play affected affect players' ranking and rewards have taken social media publish. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah, I, I guess they can't really do nothing. They'll they'll once they've found the cause and stuff, and they will fix it, and it'll come back out. And then in a few weeks, no one will even know anything about this. But it is funny. Leave comments, let us know how you think this is. Um, 
So the last bit of news that we've got is The Rock asks Paris Museum to make improvements to botched waxwork figure, starting with my skin colour. Um, after fans roasted a wax figure at Paris Givin, Grivin Museum for bearing a questionable resemblance to its subject, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Johnson himself is requesting some changes, specifically addressing the inaccuracy in the statue of skin tone. Um, on his official Instagram account, Johnson shared a video from comedian James Andre Jefferson Jr., who is seen poking fun at the statue. It looks like The Rock is about to be part of the royal family. For his part, Johnson has been in good spot about has been a good spot about the ordeal taking Jefferson's video in stride but he also confirmed in the caption that he was going to have his team reach out to the wax museum so that they can work on updating my wax figure here with some important details and improvements starting with my skin colour uh, they said in an email that Johnson was right to flag the issue and they'll obviously remedy it as quickly as possible and send him new photos once completed Last week, the museum unveiled the wax statue of Johnson, which was swiftly criticised due to its skin tone being much lighter than the actors. The rock is Samoan, African-American, but he also looks like an Eastern European plumber. One of the... <laughs> Others on social media, specifically X, openly roasted the statue. Some look more like Mr. Clean. Others, myself included, think the statue looks more like his... Fast and a furious cost to have in Diesel. Oh god, it's just. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so, that my friends is this week's UK. No, it's not. It's the, the news. The news for this week. So, <laughs> gonna have a quick 20 second break and we'll be back with the UK top 40. Um, but if you're just watching the news, Thank you for watching. I will see you next week. Hi, this is David from Code the Child, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Told you it'd only be 20 seconds. David, One Up Gaming, 373. And we're here to look at this week's. UK top 40 charts. So without further ado, I say without further ado, I have to press buttons. Um, we'll go straight into it. So number 40, Super Mario Odyssey, and that was by Nintendo. Number 39 is 13 One Game Collection Volume 1, and that's uh, published by Just Four Games. Number 38 is Dead Space, published by Electronic Arts. 37 is Pokemon Violet, and that's published by Nintendo. 36 is Mario Party Superstars, and that's published by Nintendo. 35 is New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, published by Nintendo. Sick Nintendo. 34, Crash Bandicoot Ensign Trilogy, published by Activision Blizzard. Number 33 is Mortal Kombat 11, published by Warner Brothers. 32, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Turbocharged by Milestone. I've not got that. I've, I'd like to have a quick go of it, but I, I didn't get into the first one, so I don't know. 31, F123 by Electronic Arts. Number 30, 
is Mortal Kombat 1 by Warner Brothers. That's dropped quite quick. 29 is The Crew Motorfest by Ubisoft. 28 is Lego Harry Potter Collection by Warner Brothers. 27 is Cyberpunk 2077 by Bandai Namco. 26 is Detective Pikachu Returns by Nintendo. 25 is Resident Evil 4 by Capcom. 24. Did I say 24? 25 Resident Evil 4. 24 Fortnite Transformers Pack by published by Epic Games. 23 is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition, published by Bandai Namco. 22, It Takes Two, published by Nintendo. No, it's not. It's Electronic Arts. God damn. 21, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, published by Ubisoft. Number 20, The Grinch Christmas Adventures by Outright Games. I'd love to have a go at that, but I don't want to buy it because I know it's going to be rubbish. Number 19 is Street Fighter 6 by Capcom. Number 18 is Lords of the Fallen by CI Games. Number 17 is Animal Crossing New Horizons by Nintendo. Number 16 is Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate by Warner Brothers. 15 is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo. 14 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 by Activision. 13, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition by Bandai Namco. 12 is Grand Theft Auto 5 by Take-Two. 11 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor by Electronic Arts. And then the UK top 10. So number 10, Nintendo Switch Sports by Nintendo. Number 9, Minecraft by, well, this was must be the Nintendo version. So I think it, Nintendo must publish all their sales and a lot of the other ones don't. Because it just seems like Nintendo's got a lot of sales on here. Unless like all the other ones, they're all a lot more digital sales. And they might not report the full digital sales. Whereas Nintendo, a lot more cartridges are sold. Uh, number 8, Hogwarts Legacy by Warner Brothers, great game. Number 7, Red Dead Redemption by Take-Two. Number 6, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe by Nintendo. Number 5, Assassin's Creed Mirage by Ubisoft. Number 4, New In Sonic Superstars by Sega. Number 3, EA Sports FC 24. Number 2 is Super Mario Bros. Wonder by Nintendo. And New In number 1. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 by Sony Computer Entertainment and I thanks so much to Games Press and the GFK Entertainment Software Charts all formats for this week so thank you so much and that my friends is the UK Top 40s so please subscribe to us, watch us, bell us, ring us, ring us, send us a text message, text, god damn, um, Email us, contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. Send us a tweet at a tweet or an X, whatever it's called now. Oh, God. Um, at OUG Official. And, yeah, do all those things, nice things. So we're back. Um, actually, no, we'll just go. Please go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. Um, look on our site, look on our reviews, features, news, all the good stuff there. Go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G, where you can go to our Etsy store and buy t-shirts like this. Uh, from the store, just search 1UP Gaming, all one word. The Games Fed Music CD is out now. Buy it, stream it. 20% of each year will go to the Child's Play charity. Our first 100 podcasts are available from audiobooksontape.com. And 
one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK. Diabetes UK without me hiccuping. Find us on Facebook. Just search One Up Gaming. Followers, finders, frienders, likers, whatever on YouTube. Um, bell and share. Just search One Up Gaming. We've got over two thousand subscribers. Please, all the more, all the better, all the good stuff. We'll give you some free prizes if you like. Go to twitch.tv and OUG official or just OUG UK. I can't remember what it is. I keep forgetting to write that down. To tweet us, it's at OUG official. And for an email, it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. So that, my friend, is episode 373 of the One Up Gaming podcast. David here, One Up Gaming. Thank you. Goodbye. See you next week. Contain. Can't take my power. You can't take my power. Take my power. We're too strong now. We're big power. Every obstacle they throw at me gets stronger. I
might just be the reason They bringing out a legion Now they've surrounded me It's ready for whatever season I left some saying how he disappeared in front of me The rest of them were laying Only playing games of hide and seek And lyrically I'm spraying hate or rake Cause they keep bugging me Keep running, hiding, ducking out Cause musically I'm looking now Can't take my power Will too strong, I will devour Every obstacle they throw at me Get stronger by the hour And I won't cower, and I won't cower No, it tastes a little sour As you watch me walk in victory Cause you can't take my, you can't take my power You can't take my power, take my you can't take my you can't take my power, 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 take my Just stay here. 